Hello, everybody, and welcome to the FDP by Android Authority, Android Authority's podcast, now called the FDP. Uh, we do some explanation as to why we changed the name, but mainly it was because we knew you guys liked that hashtag. We wanted to keep it as well. But we also read our YouTube comments, so we will respond to some of those. Uh, let's just put it this way. It is not what you think it is for those of you who have been commenting, particular ones on our YouTube channel about what FDP stands for. Nonetheless, we have a spirited conversation about that and get right into to Android M, the supposed release that's going to come out at Google I.O. this year, which is just around the corner. And yours truly, Joshua Vergara, will be heading over to that show to bring you all the best from that event. I'm really excited about it, uh, but we also talk about what we want to see in Android M and even pontificate as to what M might stand for. And we get a lot of really great suggestions from the crew. Uh, we actually have a full five panel uh, show this time around as Nirav was able to join us uh, on this particular show. And Android Andrew Grush, because he has a kid who woke up in the beginning of the day, uh, because we did this early on a Thursday, if I remember correctly, um, he was able to duck out just a little bit early, so we were still able to have a full panel for this episode. Episode number 16, where we also talk a little bit about the LG G4, which I had just put out the review for, so I hope you guys all watched that. Uh, Joe Hindi and Jonathan Feist join us as well, as our usual panel is, uh, so we all just talk about those things here. Uh, I did want to get a couple of uh, announcements out of the way we did finally get our SoundCloud account up and running. So make sure you head over to the description below if you're in the YouTube description uh, and also head over to the full post for the FTP at androidauthority.com so you can see and find the link to the SoundCloud account for us. Uh, so for those of you who've been wanting SoundCloud, you now got it. Uh, after that, uh, we're coming up on a lot of different events in the next couple of weeks. So we might have some special shows in store for you guys. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, that should pretty much do it for this intro. Keep it tuned here and remember, Remember, if you're on the YouTube channel, you can always go to iTunes, to SoundCloud now, to Stitcher, or to Pocket Cast, any of the podcast programs that are out there, and you'll be able to listen to the FDP in that particular fashion, one of the best ways of listening to the Android Authority podcast. So without any further ado, here is number 16, episode number 16, I should say, of the FDP, Android M and LG G4. Hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to the Son of a Bitch podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we changed it up. Uh, and and we read our YouTube comments. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, okay, I guess that's what we're going to start off with because obviously we're not naming it that because of what it means in particular languages. <laughs> and um, so... Yes, we are the FDP now, um, and I was actually told by one of our uh, one of our bosses, uh, good old Derek over there. He's like, I don't think we need to tell them that P stands for podcast. <laughs> I think it's kind of implied already. Just call it the FDP uh, because if you look at our listing on Pocket Cast and everywhere else, I've changed it up already. It'll say Android Authority Podcast, but then the title of the podcast is FDP number whatever, and then the title and then the actual sub subtitle. Um, so technically, we're the Android Authority podcast, but we we just kind of like the the term FDP, and we thought we would do like and we will put like a HTC of sorts and just be like, oh, it's the FDP. What does it stand for? Do you guys have any like? What does FDP stand for for you guys? You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know all of the ridiculous, horrible, and typically vulgar things that I have associated with F and then especially with DP. 
Um, oh. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. I made my one bad joke for the day. You guys can talk now. <laughs> we, we, I don't think we really thought of too much when we, when we did it. It's just that, I, I, at least I noticed, and I'm sure Grushy did too, that on social media, because Grushy, you're more on Google Plus than Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I noticed on Twitter that hashtag FDP was really gaining traction. Everyone kind of liked that, you know, it's distinctive. Well, it just has a nice ring to it. I mean, who cares what it stands for? <laughs> yeah, right? Um, and that's the whole reason why we said word P stands for podcast. For, for The only time I've ever really said that was last week's show, which was... I don't, did you guys listen to last week's show, by the way? Uh, the first, like, 20 minutes or so, but I've had a, an insanely busy week, so I haven't really been yeah, listening I watched, to much of I watched anything. most of it. I think I cut out somewhere in the middle, because... But yeah, I, that I was. Kids and stuff, but I love it when we go to events and I get to have people on. Like um, Nirav was supposed to be a uh, a guest on the show uh, back when we went to China together, and then all of a sudden Nirav is here and he's with us in the Android Authority. So doesn't even really. Work. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, we were we were we were all just sort of like in that hotel lobby, just sort of drinking up a bit, and then. Um, you're like I remember you like nudged me. You're all like, "What about that podcast, man?" And I was like. Um, we're not really recording. I'm a bit drunk. <laughs> but yeah, the um, I love it when we get guests for these events. And obviously last week was the, uh, the, the LGG4 launch. I had um, uh, Flo from Green Buy, Dom Esposito, and Michael Fisher on. That was a hell of a show. We were I, I put the clips at the beginning of the YouTube version. We were on a boat. And we got off the rails so much more than I think any of us ever have. Like our usual panel here on the show. Um, but that was the only time I've ever really said P stands for podcast. And then, well, we saw the YouTube comments and then <laughs> it just got a little bit crazy. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're back in our respective homes and studios. It's time to talk of, um, we had our poll and I'll let Grushy sort of, um, kind of talk about our poll and see, it was like an overwhelming response, right, dude? Yeah, basically, like 58% of everyone wanted to talk about Android M. So, uh, even though we know nothing about it, but speculation is good. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, let's so, let's start with this. Let's keep it light for this beginning part. And and uh, just so you listeners know and viewers on the YouTube version, um, we will talk about the LG G4 a little bit later. Um, uh, Nirav and I are the only ones who have LG G4, so we'll be able to do that. And hopefully you guys have been able to see the review that I put out yesterday already. Um, and hope you guys enjoyed that. But here's my first question, keeping it kind of light. I'll start with Feisty. Um, what do you think M is going to stand for? Oh, you had to start with that one, hey? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go off the beaten, tr- beaten path. Let's go with Marmalade. Marmalade? That's the first I've heard of that one. Marmalade. Well, you know, it, it, it's not exactly a candy, but you know, it's sweet and uh, it, it's unique. So hey, here's hoping. I'm not putting any money on that, but here's hoping. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, how about Joe? Um, I don't know what it, I really, really, really want it to be called Macarena. <laughs> Macarena. Is that yeah, even a, Is that a sweet... No, it's Can't. a dance move. Come on. Exactly. You, no, no, I know that. You were no, alive I, in the 90s, right? <laughs> no, I do know that. The Macarena was my jam when I was growing up, but <laughs> I, I just don't know if that would that would that would stick. For... It, it wouldn't. It, that's just that's a pipe dream that I have because then, you know, on stock versions of Android when you turn it on, the boot screen can come on and you can hear "Hey Macarena" and then it would boot to the home screen. And I think that would be not only awesome but hilarious and that 
band, whoever did that song originally, would get some royalties for the first time in like 15 years. <laughs> and then collectively, we're going to have so many broken phones across the world because <laughs> I never restart my phone because I don't want to hear that freaking sound. <laughs> Nirav, how about you, man? Um, I don't know. Okay, on a serious note, I think probably something like Marshmallow. But I would love Android McFlurry. awesome yes i love it and then when when you boot up or when you like press the build number like god knows how many times it comes up with a picture of mcflurry how cool would that be now here is the question is it an m&m mcflurry or is it the obviously superior oreo mcflurry oh i was just about to say oh man (laughs) better question if you take your nexus device into mcdonald's do you get a free mcflurry (laughs) Dude, that would be Feisty, a great. You've hit the that, mark, that, that'd be a great promotion, wouldn't it? Did you did you get a free Kit Kat when you had Kit Kat? No, no. <laughs> but you got a nice Easter egg when you opened up your Kit Kat and there was an Android robot that. there. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Those didn't get there. sold around here. I never got to see one of those in person. Those were kind of cool. Like you opened it up and you're like, I well, they they missed an opportunity. They should have been handing out like uh, green tea Kit Kats, so it was green. But yeah, that was that was a thing. How about how about you, Grushy? What do you think M is going to stand for? Um, I don't know. Mackerel? <laughs> Mackerel? <Ish>. <laughs> <laughs> Worst version of Android ever. Mackerel. <laughs> now, uh, I'd say marshmallow is probably the most likely, but, uh, you know, if they, they could go M&M, but that would sound kind of weird after. Well, I, I, I don't know. They should keep up those, uh, those, those, uh, company centric sponsorships. You know, I was thinking, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, it doesn't roll off the tongue to me. I guess M&M. so. I mean, like, had, uh, I have M&M. I agree. Marshmallow I probably will be it, but, but really they, they, who knows though. I mean, they don't always go for obvious ones. Yeah, exactly. So. We thought, well, key lime pie. And then all of a sudden it became Kit Kat, you know? And then, um, um, <laughs> uh, the lollipop was pretty obvious. I think I really think it's gonna be milkshake. To be honest, milkshake. Yeah. I could see that. Ooh, yeah, milkshake. I really think it's gonna be a milkshake. But but um, the the one that came to me and actually it was funny with Joe saying macarena made me think of this. Um, I you know <laughs> what? Like given you know Mountain View, San Francisco, all these like like yuppie hipster people up in San Francisco. I think it would be macaroon. Macaroon. Yeah, those little could those, little those little wannabe hamburger things. Like, <laughs> I think, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, yeah, I think you're maybe. right there in terms of mince pie. Be the one. <laughs> Which and is the statue on the lawns at Google just be a big pile of chocolate brown. <laughs> I was trying to say cookie. That's the words. Yeah. Chocolate brown. Love it. <laughs> big pile oh. of chocolate brown in the lawn. Yeah. We're all totally, thinking of chocolate, obviously. Total tangent, by the way. Like I saw this on uh, I saw this I don't know if anyone here watches at midnight on County Central, but there's there's that um there's that emoji that looks like poop. This is total tangent. I'm sorry, guys, but the, <laughs> there's that emoji that looks like poop. And the thing is, I found out that's not poop. That's supposed to be ice cream. <laughs> who, th- <laughs> who thought of that? Like, who who said that was fine? <laughs> is that the one that's got a face on it and, like, little smelly lines coming off? Yeah, that's top? supposed to be ice cream somehow. That how, those- <laughs> how the hell is that ice cream? Yeah, really. It's <laughs> like... That looks like a steaming pile of poop. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like somebody just trying to save face. Oh, yeah, it's, it's ice cream. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's GIF, not GIF. And then, like, uh, I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, Android M. <laughs> Speaking of poop. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I would totally eat Android-shaped marshmallows. Just saying. Oh, I thought that was going Ooh. a totally different way. <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. We're loyalists here at Android Authority. <laughs> oh my god. Um agreed. Oh man, imagine like a lucky charms with uh with Androids in it. Um yeah, totally. All right, so Android M. Now, I, I just did a search right before this podcast just to see, like, you know, what articles do we have in Android Authority about Android M anyway? And we have two. One of them is Android M revealed on the schedule, and then the next one, Android M reportedly to be or supposedly going to be released at Google I.O. And that's it. That's the first time I've ever searched for something on Android Authority, and there was an end to the page. <laughs> um <laughs> Given that um, we we don't we really don't know much about Android M, which is a travesty because Google I/O is right around the corner, and um, we're still kind of okay. This was a this was one of the poll options, but I, I suppose this still fits. We're right around the corner from Google I/O, and if Android M is actually going to be announced there, we're still in the middle of Android L release cycle, aren't we? Yeah. Well, they did the I mean, exact just, same thing. We just finally thing. got five point one on the Nexus Nine. <laughs> guys, don't forget that this is exactly what happened last year, also, when they announced Android L and KitKat only had ten percent of the market share. Like this is um, typical behavior from the Googles. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's right in the middle of the release cycle, and it, this is. I've complained about it like for weeks now, so I'm not going to go over it again. But I mean, it's the it's the yearly release cycle. I think they're trying to get back <clears throat> into it. Well, uh, you know, th- but typically there's been like a lesser version a- a- in the summer and then, you know, the big one later. And so are they just shifting to once a year having release? I don't know. You maybe. Know, really, you can't really count 5.1. I mean, yeah, it's 5.1, but can you really count it as? Well, you can't. I, I don't. You can't make you an know? announcement at I.O. about 5.1, you know, not necessarily. Well, yeah, it's not. Well, I mean, it didn't bring in. I mean, even if they had waited for the, all the bug fixes in 5.1, it wouldn't have been special enough to like make a big announcement about you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, even like compared to like the jelly bean point, you know, point two, point three, I, there, there's less difference, mm-hmm. you know? And so, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe they're trying to move to a once a year. Yeah, probably so. And of course, we don't know how long it'll be before they actually, like, I highly doubt they're releasing, um, you know, this summer. They're going to probably do a developer preview and who knows how long they'll wait. I mean, I would imagine not till, you know, not until the next Nexus is at the end of the year. Mm. Yep. And so that basically means it's been a year since, you know, the last update. Because like I said, I don't really count 5.1. 5.1's not an update. It's just fixing things that should have been there from day one. <laughs> yeah, know? right. And then, like, maybe a few additions to the auxiliary Android platforms like um, like like Wear. Um, and then, you know, Android M is supposedly supposed to have some Android Auto functionality in there um, that will tap into your actual... Uh, navigation system so you don't necessarily have to have like an android auto like installation in your car speaking of android auto in about two and a half two two and a half two and a half hours um i'm finally getting a android auto um uh, equipped hyundai (laughs) after that debacle from last time it was like wait this car doesn't have android auto they're like what's that (laughs) (laughs) that is a great sign you know that right what the hell is android auto what well, the, the the guys who sent the car and who are sending it today are a third party, so I wouldn't I, mm. I, I give them the benefit of the doubt in that case. And then our, our our contacts over at Hyundai were like, "Sorry about that. Like we we have demos available, but we're not going to be able to send them out." And it only took them a month to to to, to bring me a car that actually had it. So for the next ten days, I'm going to be using this car, like really getting to know it, uh, putting up videos and stuff. Um, but yeah, Android M coming out at I.O. One thing I have to comment on, and of course, uh, I'm, I'm the only one, I think, in this group that's been to I.O., right? 
Uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Yeah. I love IO, but it's been shrinking. Like the first year that I went was two years ago. Two years ago, and uh, it had like there was like a huge store on the bottom floor of the Moscone Center. It went on for three days. Last year it was three days with no store. This year it's two days, and it's like. There's not. I, I'm not excited about I/O for the announcements anymore because the first time I went, it was like, "Oh, here's Google Play Music," and that was amazing. You could try it out right, like as they were announcing it, everyone was installing it on their phones. Last year, we had some Android Wear stuff, and and um, you know, we had all those announcements. I don't know what to expect for this year's I/O, and if Android M is the only thing, I'm I'm actually not quite that excited about it to be honest. I don't know. I think there'll be some surprises, you know. Hopefully. Uh, and I mean, Android M, I think it's going to be interesting because I think they're going to. They've already kind of hinted if you look at the schedule. Uh, yeah, I'd say Auto is going to be a big part of Android M, and then just uh, Workplace. They have some Workplace stuff. One thing, yeah, we have an article on it, but it didn't say Android M. One thing that probably is related to Android M though is that uh, Google, uh, in their schedule, has hinted about new voice actions that are coming, mm-hmm. uh, and I would imagine that coincides with M. Uh, and basically, they're going to be bringing the ability. Well, here's the uh, here's what they say in the schedule. Mobile hardware has adopted the touchscreen as the primary mode of input, and with one billion active Android users, there's no signs of this slowing down. What if you could provide users with a new method of access to your apps with little to no development overhead? In this talk, we will discuss ways to give anyone access to their Android devi- device through voice alone. Mm. So we may be seeing more and more apps that can be controlled through voice like at a more granular you know level you know at a deeper level basically well okay. and so that could be cool you know and that would make sense for android auto you know i suppose so but and it would make sense for android auto but but even then okay and 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 this this will segue me into some android auto talk but i just wanted to ask speaking of voice actions nirav do you use um do you use voice actions on on your android phones for fairly often I used to, um, but I don't. To be honest, I, I found... I don't know why, but I think it's just my British accent. <laughs> Google doesn't really like trying to like it, transcribe what I actually say. It's racist, it's, is what you're it, saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never said anything like that. I just said it doesn't like us Brits. <laughs> to be fair, it has like 5,000 different uh, accents it needs to understand. Yeah. But I'm from London, like proper Englishman, so... Oops, that's just that's a different that conversation. Might, that might actually be closer and... to racist. <laughs> from London, we're proper I'm from, I'm, English. I'm English. I can say that. It's okay. Don't worry. Whoops. It's like that um, thing where Americans say the sure Southerners are be... stupid. Like, yeah, yeah. Rednecks I'm are sure stupid. there's going to be thing. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sure there's going to be comments right now based on exactly what I said about uh, Englishmen because it's always a topic that grains anyone who's not from London. And people who are from London. But yeah, I use, I think sometimes I use Google now occasionally to search, um, but, and occasionally use voice input, but I've never really found a need for anything else. Yet, if I think back to like going back, slight off topic, but going back a few years to when S Voice first came out, I think it was the S3 or maybe the S4. I think it was S3. Four. I used to. I used to use it to open apps all the time because I couldn't be bothered to find them in an app drawer because <laughs> it was far too much bloatware and it was just stuffed in some corner somewhere. But I don't really, I don't know, I've never really found a need, I've not found app, like voice functions that are useful. But I would love to be able to kind of just go off my watch, like my ideal for something like Android M and voice actions would be from my Android Wear watch go, okay, Google, on my phone, launch WhatsApp as an example. Mm. 
So I don't even need to pick up my phone. And then from there, I can do another thing. Okay, Google, new voice, like new WhatsApp chat with X, Y, and Z. Or use Hangouts because it's Google service or something like that. That's the only way that voice can be really kind of like, instead of having to physically touch your phone, ideal if you're obviously your phone and like you touched on with Android Auto, it'd be perfect if your phone's on your dashboard or something. Just being able to open an app, start a new chat, type a message and send it without having to touch your phone. Mm. But not just with Google apps, but once developers add their support, any apps. Mm. Well, the, uh, I think that's a glaring hole with, uh, with, I guess, I guess, I guess what we we're saying now is Google now is you can't necessarily just say launch this and just assume that every app will open based on that command. I think there's like a glaring hole there where if you were to install a, an app from the Play Store that isn't necessarily known or has like, let's say, less than 10,000 downloads, you just can't say uh, open, like in my case, like open open iGluco and that's like my, that's my blood sugar meter app. It won't open, <laughs> I'm sure of it, because it's listed with a bunch of different names on the freaking Play Store. Like that's, the consolidation, I think, is what is lacking in terms of voice actions is a thing. And the only way that Google can make them useful is to keep them very vague, um, uh, which is why, I, uh, Feisty, you had you have a Chromebook. It wasn't wasn't voice action a key part of the Chromebook experience? Is it really? I thought it was because I remember <laughs> <laughs> I remember looking at Chromebooks at at actually at Google I/O and um, it kept saying like you know. If you were in Chrome or in any which uh, particular application, it could say like, okay, at this point you can say Google, okay, Google, and it would do it. Like, like they said that Chrome had the built-in voice actions and it was a key part of Chromebook. I'm assuming you don't use voice actions on your Chromebook, huh? Uh, that is correct. You, you're right. Uh, they are there. Um, I've disabled them. <laughs> <laughs> We're making the case that this one thing that Android M might be great for is something we'll never use, which is which is my point. Like, where could they go from here? And um, <laughs> we we had a very spirited uh, rant from Joe a couple weeks ago about like the the infrastructure of Android and how that needs to be changed. For obviously, um, but I, I, did I cut you off there, uh, Feisty? What, what were you gonna say? Well, I was going to uh, jump back in, uh, you know, give my opinion on the Android side of things, but. <laughs> You keep going. Come back to me. <laughs> well, that, that was what I was going to sort of segue into was like, what uh, what do you want to see in, let's say, Android Macaroon or Android Milkshake or, or Android Macarena? Yeah! <laughs> what would you like to see? And, and, I, and I could double back over to you, Feisty. Like, do you have anything in mind that you would really want to see? Uh, let, let's stick with the voice stuff for a moment here. There is already a lot of voice-activated stuff in Android. Now, I'm not sure if they're talking about increasing the functionality through Google Now or throughout the operating system. I think uh, now, what about I the use a lot of is system. Tasker. I mean, if you've been following my Thursday posts, everybody knows this. I use Tasker a lot. I've got a button on my, you know, one of the home screens. I tap it. Tasker comes up. I talk to Tasker through an Android voice input. And then Tasker does a whole bunch of things for me. I barely use Google now, but but I'm still using that voice. So I guess it depends on how they're going to implement this. And, and you know, if they're going to route everything through Google now, then I don't want to use the, the word monopoly and, and, and bottleneck, but I see the fears on that. Mm. Otherwise, that Android top. and... Sorry, go on, Ref. No, go on, Feisty, carry on. I was going to say, Android M in general, 
I need to say, Google, stop it. Just stop. Let's look back a year or two years ago. When we looked at mobile operating systems, the power of these devices was in the applications. And now Android itself is doing everything. And uh, there's going to be some confusion on the word, but it feels to me bloated. It's doing way too much. It's trying to handle too many things. It can't offer the same sort of options that a dedicated app might. I mean, sure, it's great that the operating system could do it all and look after your entire phone, but there's a million plus apps out there, and many of them are, you know, being shut down or deprecated because Android does the stuff now, but it doesn't do it quite as well in a lot of cases. So, can you give us me, like a specific example there? Like, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, flashlight applications. That's a, a big one that people think talk about. I mean. That was big stuff for a lot of people, and they're dead now. Hmm. If you've got Lollipop installed, it's right there in your quick settings. Um, you could actually make the panel. argument that it's less convenient there because, like, I because I've been using it on. I actually went back and got a flashlight widget um, because it's actually faster for me to turn on my screen, unlock the phone, and tap the widget than it is for me to like unlock the phone, reach all the way to the top, drop the uh, notification thing, drop it a second time to get to the flashlight, and then finally turn on the flashlight. Like, you make my point exactly, and, and that, I agree I, with you yeah, completely. That is exa- yeah, I was going to say almost the exact same thing when it came around to my turn, but yeah, no, like the, it, it, you know, two, or two steps forward, two steps backward, you know, that's what it feels mm. like. Yeah, the OS is doing it, but there are apps out there that are now not going to get installed because, yeah, why? It's there in the OS. So, I say strip most of the stuff out of it. Keep Android clean, work with better integration, look at like the exposed modules and, and easier support with them without root. And I think that's the way that things should go. Is that what's coming? I, I doubt it. But uh, I mean, the permissions thing coming up, if that becomes real, where Google's going to let us choose to grant or deny permissions on a per app basis, per app, mm. per permission basis. Mm. I think that's awesome. But again, that's something the root world has been doing for a while. So <laughs> Yeah, I was just about to say, yeah. Okay. Uh, Feisty. Oh, Sorry. go for it, guys. I was, um, I was actually going to pop it over to you, Narav. Oh, perfect. Um, just from going back to your topic, like your, what you mentioned about Google now, that's pretty much what I was going to say. I don't think... I think Android M is going to be like Lottie Hot, where the... Let's, obviously, everyone knows that Android is open source. It's the AOSP, and then it's the Google services that kind of add the Play Store, etc. onto it. I think that the likes of Cyanogen and others and like their closer relationship, the fact they're getting a lot of funding because people don't want to rely on Google services actually has Google a little bit worried. So where Google is driving kind of any innovation in Android, it's now going to try and bottleneck it all through its own app to kind of force people to use it. But going back, I think probably agree with Feisty that actually there is a time when there's too much Google, too much reliance on that, because we all know that no matter what you do, it's going to have your data on that. And let's be frank, it already has so much data about you anyway. <laughs> do you really want to start rooting all your voice actions to it? So, so essentially, it knows everything you've done on your phone more than you may not know already kind of thing. It's, I think if it was to like having voice functionality that didn't rely on Google now would be brilliant. But I personally agree with Feisty that we're going to see anything we see going forward that's a Google-led innovation is going to be done through Google now. It won't be Android at the core. Because if it's Android at the core, 
as part of an ASP example, then they're giving that functionality to other people who aren't, who may not necessarily install like Google suite of applications. Mm. And that's obviously a problem for them because they don't get the data and make shitloads of money. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, you, well, I, I, I can't stop thinking about that point you made that, you know, there's so much of our data that's already in Google's camp, you know, like there's, there's so much that's already there. And, and for a company that's like so huge, um, you're right, there could be something as too much Google. And I think a lot of people can, a lot of people have already voiced that opinion out, you know, um, isn't it true though that Google's really been pulling the reins on Android recently? I mean, look at all of these. We have now three flagship phones that have been released this year, and nearly all of them have this kind of—I don't know—they feel like they're not putting too much of themselves into the phones as, as as much as before. You know, like we used to complain about it with TouchWiz with Samsung over the last year or two and all that, but I feel like every company now has like, even LG was saying they have this really close relationship with Google and they work really closely with them. And now most of the apps that are defaulted on the G4 are like Chrome and Drive and all that stuff. So yeah, Google is kind of pulling the reins. Um, uh, Grushy, how about you, man? Well, how do you feel about uh, Android M? What, what, do you, what, what do you want to see in this upcoming version? Hopefully, um, and if, that it doesn't have millions and millions of bugs that make it worse. <laughs> that's why I'm leaving version. That's why I'm leaving Joe for last because I know yeah. <laughs> we're in for that's, a good one. <laughs> that's you know probably the biggest thing. But uh, I'd like to see a little more movement between um, you know Chrome and uh, you know more merging between Chrome and Android. I think that could be interesting. Hmm. You know, I think that uh, we're, we're they're already moving in that direction. So I'd I'd like to see uh, more Android apps come to uh, you know Chromebooks, and I don't think they're ever going to merge completely, but I could see them coming closer together. Yeah. Uh, you know, the voice action thing, I agree. I probably wouldn't use it a whole lot, but I could see how it could be useful for when you're you know in a vehicle, obviously. Yeah, that was uh, that was where I was going to go with that um, in in a vehicle, like so. That that Hyundai that I had uh, almost a month ago at this point, uh, I obviously there was no Android Auto in there, but its mm. integration was already really good with my smartphone. You just connect it via Bluetooth. It auto connects every time you get into your car, and the microphone is placed perfectly right above you, so all voice actions are coming loud and clear and everything like that. Um, I, I, the video I'm going to make next week, or one of the two at least, is the case that maybe Android Auto, as cool as it might be and as nice as it is to integrate everything from your smartphone to your car, maybe it's a little unnecessary. <laughs> and um, Because if we already have good navigation systems like Audi's Navigation Plus or BMW's or or Hyundai's um, Blue Link in that case, then, you know... Is it more? Is it more of a luxury rather than necessary? And and Google really has to make the case that it's completely necessary. On the other hand, having a car mount and putting your phone there and then using voice <coughs> actions using your phone kind of works pretty well already. That's what I've been noticing recently. So if hmm. the voice actions work great on the phone and you're in your car and it's able to pick up your voice and you know you just have the car mount right there so the screen is right in your face while you're driving, I, I I'm all for it. I do use Google Voice. I do use Google. I use Google Voice, but I do use Google Now voice actions fairly often. But never that. I still think the whole okay Google Now thing is dumb. Uh, Google okay Google blah blah blah. It's not even that hard to just like 
just hit that microphone icon right next to the widget. <laughs> you can you can change the hot word too. Like I know people who've changed it to you know, okay, blah blah blah. Okay, Jarvis, I think is a popular one that people do a lot. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. I mean that was something po- somewhat popularized by uh, for uh, for by a Motorola. period in yeah for a period in early 2014. I said, hey douchebag, and it <laughs> <laughs> hey douchebag, search for stuff. <laughs> Hey, FTP. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't want <laughs> All right. So, um, all of us, let's grab our popcorn. Let's let's sit back. Joe. It's <laughs> a, a lot of pressure now, man. <laughs> well, okay. Like, you know, just joking around there. Um, what, uh, what, what, do you, what, what do you want to see in Android M? Um, well, uh, Feisty had probably the best point out of everybody so far is that, um, Android has always been a, you know, the strongest suit has been applications. There's 1.3 or 1.4 million of them right now. Um, you know, games and apps and, you know, tools and things that do all kinds of other things. And, um, you know, I, I think it would behoove Google to go back to, you know, promoting that a little more just you know it's almost exactly what feisty said but uh my the the biggest thing that i hope that they do eventually in any version of android is to give the users more control of their devices without requiring root access and it's not just stuff like you know being able to change the battery icon or having root access or backing up your apps with titanium backup but it's other stuff too like um uh something i've been complaining about a lot recently is uh, uh google location services you know, I know what it is, but I don't know why it's always running. Like, it's been running since I rebooted my phone last night. It's ten and a half hours. Um, Facebook is another application that's really, really, really bad at this. Uh, I turned off sync. I turned off everything. Literally everything in the settings says off or not a- active. But Facebook has a process running on my phone right now that's used the mobile radio for 20 minutes and has sucked down 9% of my battery life. What the hell is Facebook doing? And how come I can't find out that information? I can tell you what it's doing. Tell Um, me, baby girl, because I need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, no, this this is not a scientific answer by any means. But um, you guys ever notice that Facebook does that, that, that weird thing where it tells you if one of your friends is nearby? I, mm-hmm. That's what yeah. it's, that's what it's constantly trying to do, and it's okay. A, it's creepy, but B, <laughs> you're right. Having that location service on at all times, it does drain the battery life a bit, and it no, is no, kind of no, 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 no. It drains the battery life a whole shit ton. Um, I think with uh, my screen off uh, between Google Play services and Facebook, it's forty five percent of my battery. What so, I think uh, I mean forty five percent of the drainage today since I unplugged. I've noticed. I've noticed the same, Joe. I mean, like, on the last three weeks with the Essex, I think probably out of about 20 days, in my top three Facebook, at the end of the day, maybe 10 days out of 20, it's been there, and the other days it's in the top five. And I might open it once in that entire day, but it's, the like, for three or four days, it was the biggest drain until I turned location off system-wide. And that's the thing. I and then it started being better. <laughs> I don't want to do that all the time. Like I don't want to have to walk around like micro. And th- this is exactly what I'm talking about. I don't want to have to walk around and micromanage my connections. If I turn location off in Facebook, the freaking app shouldn't have it. And Facebook should look at my device and go, <laughs> Spain, whatever. And I, I, I don't <laughs> appreciate that. Like I have to like turn it off in the system, and then I have to turn it off in the application. And and then at some point, even if I turn both of those off, it's still somehow like opening itself up. Like if I'm not using the application, it shouldn't be used at all unless I tell it to the to sync in the background. 
And, you know, this is a problem that it's been getting progressively worse in Android because, you know, like back in like, you know, Gingerbread, there were processes that were in the background, but it wasn't like, you know, I'm going to look this up just so I can say, but I think I have six or seven Google Play services uh, tasks open right now, and I don't know what they're for. Like, I don't even have that many apps that track my location. (laughs) So I, I don't know what it's doing. I never know what it's doing. And that's what I, you know, if I had to ask Google, you know, pray to Google, you know, sit on Google's lap and ask for something for Christmas, um, it would be, you know, allow us to kind of lasso in these things and stop them entirely because it's just, it's getting ridiculous at this point. And See, I- Joe, what's what's really going on is that I'm tracking you and I'm watching you from the camera. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm your secret stalker. To make sure you're not <laughs> cued at the fruit or whatever that yep. is. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Chase. And so that's what's really going on is I'm just I'm just following you around and seeing what you're doing. All right, yeah, uh, I'm sorry that I'm putting so much strain on the battery, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, two processes, or yeah, two processes and seven services. Seven services for, and that's just uh, it, it's frustrating. It, it's frustrating well, and stupid this, because this if these things uh... didn't exist, if if Google Play, uh, or yeah, if Google Play services weren't so, you know, uh, shrouded in mystery, and I could see what's causing all of this drain, I would take steps to fix it. I would maybe start browsing Facebook from it's mobile page instead of having the application or, you know, petition Facebook to put in settings so I could turn that crap off. But right now, like Google play services kind of like hides all of the bad stuff that other applications are doing. And I really, really want that to end. Like, I don't think that should be a thing that exists anymore. Mm. You know, on (laughs) iOS, I mean, just on location alone on iOS, you can see the little indicator in the navigation bar when when location's been activated, and then you can go into settings and it tells you exactly which apps are using your location at that time. I can't believe Android doesn't have that. Because it'll tell you, like, occasionally, um, my location will be on, and I've seen the little indicator going, oh, look, location set by GPS. But I can't see, at that moment, exactly which app has asked it to check that location. Yet iOS does. And I'm not trying to compare them, but having used an iPhone for the last couple of uh, last few days just to do some testing on something i've noticed that actually it's a lot easier to find out there what's using the location and just turn the off switch yeah exactly. and then it stops it. exactly and you know and the, you look at the, the the last couple of years the last couple of releases you know they you know you have people saying like oh you have more you know control than ever before no you don't you have if anything whose telephone is that is that a landline? It is it a landline. Like People have landlines still? Who has a landline? Damn, that means I can't ask you to put it on vibrate. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, is it 1950s in your house? It, uh... Oh, give him a break. He's got a I'm rotary phone. I'm at a friend's phone. house at the moment. And, uh, one, of his, uh, one of his phones time travels. Yeah. Hashtag 1990. Is it one of those, uh, those, those little phones that you kind of have to, you can't even press buttons, you have to dial it around and around? Yeah, the rotary phones. Yeah. <laughs> the rotary phone? Yeah. That's the one. I can't even make that sound. Uh <laughs> Oh man, yeah, Feisty's over there. He's got like a TARDIS right next to him or something. Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you guys keep like... chatting. I'm gonna make this phone leave the room. I'll be right back. <laughs> Twenty five seconds well, later, we hear a big giant crash and a window shatter. <laughs> <laughs> Feisty throwing the damn thing out the window. You hear off. You You don't even um, run Android. <laughs> don't even right. run iOS. All right, sorry, but um, yeah, where were you? Like, you know, outside of the complaints, you know, what do I want? And I, 
what I don't even know what I want in Android M because like it's it feels like it's too soon to talk about it. You know, it's, yeah. it's I like, don't think um, so because we're so close to IL at this point, man. Like my hotel is going to IL. Really, I know it's it's not the, the the proximity to the event. It's the idea that they're not going to. You know, I figured that they would. You know, this is a huge like uh, it, it's a huge change. Like, and the last time they did such a huge change, it was going from ice cream sandwich and honeycomb to jelly bean, and they took a couple of years to refine that. And, you know, given how Lollipop started out, one would think that they would want to refine that a little bit more before yeah. moving on to the next one. So, I don't know, just in my mind, I didn't have it built up that we were going to get Android M at Google I.O. this year. So I it, agree with it, you it, It's kind of like I... that, it, it feels like that day right before you get a cold and you don't know if you have like a cold or the flu or if there's something that you <laughs> ate or if it's just really hot outside and you're like, you know, is it, a, do I have a fever or is it just warm out here? That's you know, gushy it, right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, although I do have a cold and I'm sorry. I'm trying <laughs> yeah, you to... know, so you're like, you're like, I, I, you know, you don't exactly know what medicine to take. You're like, I, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. I, should I call off a of work? Tomorrow? Just take them all, combine them. You'll be fine. Yeah. Good job there. <laughs> That's uh, my li- philosophy. Good job over there. Li- liver failure. Jeez. Um, <laughs> Who needs one of those? You know, it, it feels kind of like that where it's like, I don't know what I want because th- you know, the, the stuff that I have now is just so incomplete that I kind of wanted to wait and see what a completed lollipop felt like. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you have a legit point. Who of us was, were any of us expecting M I was expecting point, you know, 5.2. Yeah. Like a 5.2 lollipop or something, you know? Yeah, I wasn't. I was expecting it a year before Android M. I thought, yeah, it was going to take at least a couple of years. I agree. And I think kind of... Right. You could be right that Lollipop started off so badly. And well, uh, Joe will leave that the last half an hour to you. Yeah, I, you know, it's, I kind it's, of... it's not necessarily that it started off badly. It's that it was such a huge change. I mean, you guys remember IO last year. I mean, that blew everyone's freaking mind. Material design and Google yep. Fit and Android Auto and more Android Wear. And, like, it was just like... And, I, and now... <laughs> <laughs> and and then Android M this year, what are they gonna do? Like how? What could they possibly do that that it was so big that it deserves a name change? Especially after all of the ridiculous stuff that they announced last year, that still just barely exists this year. Like Android Wear is coming along nicely, but I mean Josh is getting a demo unit for Android Auto that's out due out what circa twenty seventeen. Like you <laughs> know, and it's just half of the stuff that they announced last year isn't even out yet. So well, they they've they've created these other ecosystems that honestly are not ubiquitous, and <laughs> it just feels odd that they would. Oops, sorry. And it would. It just kind of feels odd that they would focus so hard on stuff that pretty much everyone in that room at Google I/O they need to put their own foot in the door to have it. You know, and that's the part that kind of gets me is that Android <laughs> Auto is not really in every single car. It won't be. And even then, most people are okay with their cars, and they're not going to even mm. touch Android Auto until, like you said, 2017, probably. Um, same thing with Android Wear. You have to actually buy and buy into this particular ecosystem. That's why it's odd, you know. Like I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna go out on a limb and say that you know Android has reached its its peak or anything like that. So what else could they do? Because obviously they have Auto and Wear, but those are, I, I I shudder to think that that's even enough to warrant a big name change android that that's how i feel about it and that's why i'm not too excited about io i don't really know what's going to come you up. know to me it almost feels like they're pulling a microsoft that uh you know lollipop had some reception issues just like you know windows 8 did so now they're just pulling a change so that way they can sweep it under the rug 
Yeah. Yeah. That's almost Guys, what it feels like to me. Yeah, th- exactly. That is like the perfect analogy for exactly how I feel. It's like, it's, it almost seems like they're trying to just get away from Lollipop as soon as humanly possible. Well, yeah. that's basically with Windows 10. I mean, other than they bring back a start menu and stuff, it's still, I, I've been using the, uh, you know, the, the test version. It's still basically Windows 8. And I, I feel like M will be the same thing. It'll be basically the same thing as Lollipop. But they'll fix a few things that are complaint points like bugs and, you know, maybe things like the, uh, when we'll have a, you know, real silent mode again and, you know, stuff like that. And then all of a sudden it'll be a big deal. It'll be awesome. You know, because that's what's going to happen with Windows 10 is it's, they're going to make it seem like it's a big deal because, uh, you know, oh, we jumped from 8 to 10. We've done a bunch. And I think that's, that's what I feel like they're doing here with them. It's like, oh, look how much we've accomplished. It's like, yeah, um, there's going to be fewer bugs been, and minor You know, because really, uh, you know, not to get into the whole Microsoft side of things, but I feel like using Windows 10, I'm probably the only one who's used the, the test version. But, I have. Okay, to me, it doesn't feel that different than Windows 8 other than it has a start menu. It doesn't and so, feel any different from Windows 7 either. Well, and, yeah, none of them do. Yeah, they could all still be, we could be at like Windows 7.5 and be fine you know it, it, it's all basically feels the same and i i feel like yeah just to me i mean maybe they'll do something big and we're just talking out of our asses and uh well they did m will be to- awesome uh, you know uh, maybe m will be the most amazing thing ever and we'll all be like well, yeah we were totally off base but to me it just seems I like think it's going to be blackberry meets windows and a bit of ios and they're just going <laughs> to say that android is dead <laughs> we just teamed up with BlackBerry, and that's the future of mobile platforms. And we're going back to like BlackBerry OS four. Oh my goodness! Android murdered. Yes. Yeah, Android murdered. <laughs> that's it. The murder mystery. You had it here first, folks. Dude, be, you could make a blockbuster movie out of that, man. Jeez, you could like literally like watch like people get angry. Like just look outside, just see like steam trails coming up out of the streets. Like they're doing what? blackberry no well speaking of i'm just gonna say this until it happens like i'm waiting for google to buy blackberry and bring back the keyboard that's all yes <laughs> that's all i want i think that's a given hipster oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but i was actually kind of off topic but on your point josh what i really think should happen is i think blackberry should finally admit that they probably are listening to this and if they are hey i don't mean anything by this but Clearly, OS ten really is a bit dead, and it always has been before it was even conceived. They should, they could have easily just taken Android, put a launcher on it, and made OS ten. Yeah, and probably with like one percent of the money, what? and use the rest of the money to make good phones and that marketing market stuff. And, yeah, and yeah. not even just that. It's just the the, the fact that you could even sideload Android apps onto a freaking <laughs> uh, a freaking BlackBerry, a BB10, you know, and, uh, you know, the, the the framework is there. You know, if they, just, if they just, you know, sort of stop being so stubborn, you know, they could probably resurrect themselves a little, at least a little bit, if they just sort of embrace what, what everyone kind of assumes they will do one day, you know. Um, okay. Uh, Conformity, right, yes. Um, follow Google. Right. <laughs> I know we're here like Google's doing too much, and now we're like, follow Google. <laughs> Just do whatever Google says. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Just install Google Play services. It'll make everything better. Yep. No, it won't. <laughs> Every It'll day. never make it better. Dude, Google making us install Google Play services is the technological equivalent of turning out the lights and telling someone to close their eyes and open their mouth. And it just makes Whoa. me so un- <laughs> it makes me so uncomfortable, man. It took me a second to imagine that image, and then I was so regretful about. It. <laughs> but Josh, you could just look at 
Joe's like Skype image and you've got the perfect example right <laughs> so uh, Joe is uh, Kirk McMaster your uh, like idol then oh good god no <laughs> because I don't think what he's doing is any better you know he, he he's such a he's he's so over over the top with everything that you read that Kirk McMaster says <laughs> you know and I don't think it's helping the company at all um, but speculation wise, cause you know, I, I don't think I said about uh, speculatory. What I think Android M is going to have is a bunch of smaller stuff, like akin to when KitKat got freaking cloud printing, because that was a revolutionary feature. It's going to be a bunch of stuff like that. Like the screencasting and uh, lollipop and, you know, uh, cloud printing and KitKat and, you know, th- those small little tiny things that get baked into the operating system that constitute a change, but like not really a change that a lot of people are going to use. I-, I think that's what Android, I'm re- realistically, it's going to be. It's just, it's going to be some small things here and there that, you know, are going to sound really impressive when they talk about it. And then when it gets put into practice, it'll be something that, you know, like people will use for a little bit and they say, eh, screw it, the old way was better and... You know, like cloud, like, like like cloud printing. I mean, that that sounded really exciting. Like, oh man, we could just tell it to print from our phone. It's gonna print. And then, like <laughs> two years later, does anyone does anyone no. even use cloud printing? I remember thinking that too. Yeah, I remember thinking that too. Like, it's like oh, it'll be handy to print things from my phone. Just yeah, by well, how through. often do you print stuff? Like, <laughs> like never. Yeah, well, never. I mean, I don't. I I have to uh, at tax time. I have to dust off my printer and find <laughs> all the cables. Like, like I don't even know where half the cables are. Yeah, because I don't use it except for tax season. It's the only time I mean, the printer gets used because I keep all my records digitally. It is the year of our so. Lord 2015. There's no need for a printer anymore. Tax time. Tax time. No, I think I managed to do all of my taxes without printing anything off. I agree with Grushy. It needs it needs printing. But on that topic of cloud printing, I bought. See, a I have an accountant though, Joe. So I oh, handed yeah, right. all my yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, to yeah, them, yeah. and you know they, you know. So, but sorry, Narave. Official Android authority. Oh, oh it happened. We said it wrong. Narave. <laughs> Now's your chance, Narave. Call him a tosser. Do it. <laughs> you damn toss yes, you're a toss <laughs> Get my name right. Come on, man. My bad. I'm, I'm we so went through sorry. this at, jo- at Josh's expense last time. I thought people would have I was realized. calling you the right way, like in my mind, the right way until you said it. And now it's, you know, you have to listen to whatever Josh says. Of he's course. good. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> he sets the Stop standard. So the I think you should just change your name and that will solve the problem. <laughs> okay, um, I will. For the next one, I'll tell you guys what my new name is. But I can right. assure you, it's going to be fun to say. <laughs> but on the subject of cloud printing, I bought a new HP printer. It works out the box with iOS. It doesn't work with my S6. Like I used, I printed one thing off my iPhone. But this iPhone I've been like using for a few days, and that's more than I printed in God knows what ever off Android. The problem is that people kind of like going back to fragmentation and on a serious topic and all that rubbish. Like the whole problem is you can introduce things like cloud printing, but what's the point if people like okay Google supports it, but you need to get all the manufacturer printer manufacturers to support it without needing like the ideal is to do the way iOS is and it's just being able to print stuff without having to install apps, install drivers, and all of that. To, I can get this working with an S6, but I've got to download HP's app. I've got to install a driver. I've then got to actually hook up the printer to my computer turn on a few settings yet versus ios i just press print air print and all of a sudden it's printed within about 30 seconds that's the whole problem you can introduce all sorts of features but 
given that like even lollipops on ten percent now and Android M will probably take a year to get to ten five or ten percent or whatever. What's the point? Because no one, no manu- like hardware manufacturer is actually ever going to support it. And, and that, that's exactly, you know, that's a great point. And that's exactly why I do- don't like it when people come up to me and be like, well, it doesn't matter if you don't have the latest version of Android, because as long as you have the latest version of Google Play services, you're up to date. No, you're not. Didn't like Lollipop have something like 9,000 new APIs that no one with Google Play services on 4.4 and back can even use? Like, you know, and, and that's exactly the same problem. Is uh, even a uh, KitKat? What's KitKat's uh, thing right now? I didn't look at that. I just saw that Lollipop was at ten percent. But I mean, you know, KitKat's like fifty nine, is it? Or no, it's a bit more than that. I think sixty nine. The last time I checked. Yeah, oh, I'm looking at right. Sorry for the clicky clicky noises, everybody. Uh, <laughs> KitKat is thirty nine point eight percent. So not even half oh, of wow. the people. Uh, and, and, and hold on, counting Lollipop, which obviously has these APIs also, not even half of the people currently using Android, I think. Wait, hold on. What? Does this even add up to 100%? Yeah, okay, yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> I had to look. It's like, it like, it just doesn't seem like it did for a second. But yeah, not even half of the people who rock an Android phone right now can use cloud printing. So what's the point of coming out with a printer for something that only half of a potential user base can use? And then you have to deal with the fact that, you know, somebody running Jelly Bean might buy the cloud printer. Like, oh yeah, cloud printer for Android. And then they can't use it. And it's like, well, why not? Because you don't have KitKat. And then they're like, well, um, well, that's your fault, obviously. And it's like now it's you're dragging the, the printer companies into this, and it's like, no, nah, they don't want to do it. And I understand why they don't want to do it. And it's because Google Play Services is a Band-Aid for a gunshot wound. And it's not really a, the kind of fix that Android – it's the kind of fix Android has, but it's not the one that it needs right now. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, we're coming up on the last, like – uh, 10, 10 or so minutes here. I did want to spend a little bit of time talking about the G4. So um, the, the review came out yesterday and I do have a couple of things that I want to say, but the only other person on the on the cast right now that obviously has a G4 is Nirav. Um, so real quick, I wanted to get your thoughts on how you feel about the LG G4 so far. And um, yeah, yeah, just your thoughts so far. Hmm. I you, do, you, do you have a leather backing? Let me ask that. No, and I'm really, really, really disappointed about that yeah. because okay, like all right, everyone thought, oh, leatherback, it's gonna look atrocious, and the proper company got more stick than if they had just not bothered announcing it before. But LG being LG, they thought, oh, let's make a big deal about a leatherback, and yeah, and then actually, it's a really the leatherback is gorgeous. So when this turned up, I can't admit that I wasn't a bit disappointed. But I've got the uh, titanium finished Same here. plastic. Yeah. What is titanium finished plastic? Come on, man! Like it's grey. Is what it th- is. There are two <laughs> things that should never ever be put together. Yeah. Titanium finished plastic. <laughs> I mean, that just seems like a complete and utter waste. But I've got to be honest. I like it, and I'm just going to probably spiel off. And I have it. It's not. I'm not looking at your review when I say this, Josh. But what I actually think is the design is nice. The curve is okay. It's. I can see why they've done it. Um, and it's kind of a combination of like the 1M8, 1M9 and the G Flex 2 but they've kind of just brought their version of the M8 out so it's just slightly curved and it's really nice the display, yeah I like it Um, I can see why they made a big deal about like the DCI standard and all of that and it is, I mean it is pretty it's it's better than the S6 when it comes to uh, just just when it comes to just like real kind of real colours and stuff and it's really nice the camera is fantastic 
it's the one I mean I like the camera I think it's really good uh, I'm, um, I'm like I'm like 98% there with you on the camera like you know speaking of DCI standard uh, <laughs> the thing is uh, 98% <laughs> uh, the thing is I don't know like, like I, I've had I've had a lot of uh, times in the past with these reviews that I really thought that post-processing makes or breaks this whole experience and um, oh is that uh, is that Grushy heading out yeah, Grashi's got to go. Uh, his uh, yeah, I've, my son's waking up. He so. is yes, he is with child. Wait, is that the phrase? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that the phrase? I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I have a child, and uh, he's waking up. So I'm gonna have to. We're pretty much almost done anyway. So. Yeah, no problem, brother. All right, uh, thanks for being right, on, Grashi. Uh, give your son a fist bump for us. All right, I will. He actually <laughs> likes doing that too. So I've nice. taught him to. <laughs> All right, cool. Later, right. Grashi. Later. Bye. Um, speak, speaking of the camera on the, on here, it's just there's still some post processing being done, and I'm kind of that's it, it kind of it kind of astounds me that we haven't figured this out yet. That you know you could just leave the data on the photo, and you don't have to put like noise reduction or anything like that on there, because um, it's been a standard that's been available for so long on DSLR cameras that you know these cameras just have their own ways of interpreting the color. But for the most part, when you get your JPEG, it's pretty much what you got even if you did a raw photo like you get the data it's just sort of like put together in a nice way with the with their own post-processing without too much noise reduction because you can actually go into the settings and turn off noise reduction i wish that we could do that with these phones and lg unfortunately still has a little bit going on um other than that though i do think the camera is great because of those manual controls i have too much fun with those and um i've already i like it. yeah i've already shot a lot of raw photos and i've put them in lightroom and i had a lot of fun with those also um so it's possible to get some real high quality photos from here you just have to make sure you have an sd card in there which is great too like this is the only phone that has a removable battery and sd card slot um out of the it's, out of the flash I mean, the removable battery for me as well is really good because i mean the s6 battery just yeah, it sucks ass, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask you a question, Josh. Right. Would you like for me personally, the camera is probably the best part. As nice as that display is, I think I prefer the slight oversaturation of the S6 display or the S6 Edge display. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. It's kind of it's it's very much a kind of an even balance between the display. But the camera is quite up there. The question is, would you buy it just for the camera? Or would you buy something like an S6 Edge or something else that has the camera, but a little bit more as well? Because the G4's got the display, got the camera, but this experience to software for me just isn't as refined. And I can't believe I'm saying this. It isn't as slick as TouchWiz, which on the S6, which is now kind of like the most, is probably setting a benchmark for user interfaces. And again, I... Can't believe I ever said that about Samsung. Is somewhere what? a stock Android fan is having a stroke right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know you just better. Better. They play with the S6. Just press polished like right what? Wow. <laughs> um, I. I'm, I'm, I, again, I'm, I'm close to that point. This is the thing, though. On the one hand, it's a tough question to ask. Uh, it's a tough question to answer, I should say. Um, because, oh, and to your point, TouchWiz now is really good. <laughs> like that's the thing like when you compare it to this version of touchwiz from the s6 and the s6 edge i agree with you like like this this operating system still feels a little bloaty stuff like that i measure i, I just thought of this right now but it, it's kind of true it's, it's been in the back of my mind um i measure operating systems in terms of their bloatware in terms of their snappiness and smoothness based upon how many areas in the operating system 
could be the place where translations get lost you know like where you get lost in translation and there are so many areas in the uh in the in the lg ux like for example that smart bulletin and a number of settings inside of the actual settings menus that if this were a sloppily ported korean phone that's where you could get like and there are a couple there are a couple parts here that have that like if you go in the settings menu and it says uh let me see what it says real quick if you're in tab view, you swipe over to sound and notifications and it has to scroll through that <laughs> that little area. Like those areas are are they're a lot less in this version of TouchWiz. Um this new one, which I give it so much credit for because it feels actually kind of Spartan. It feels like they dialed it back and it actually worked. On the LG, unfortunately, it doesn't have that type of feeling. So I, I, I give I give TouchWiz, Samsung, I should say, I give Samsung a little bit of the edge in terms of that. Um, but as much as I weigh the camera in my reviews, I would be happy with either phone, honestly. And um, you know, for me, the thing is, I think uh, I mean I think I guess you're using the Korean version, aren't you? Yeah, because <laughs> I'm using the same. Um, to be fair. Mine still. Whenever I turn the screen on, it still thinks it's still giving me the time update on what the time it is in Korea, even though I've turned every setting off in the world, and it still tells me, "Oh, look, it's half past three in the morning in Korea," because you know my family live in Korea and all sorts, and I, <laughs> I'm friends with everyone in Korea or something. I it's really that important to me. That was sarcasm, in case anyone didn't realize. The phone is homesick. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically, I don't. I personally think, obviously kind of got to take into context the fact that this isn't clearly a release candidate. I mean, my phone at somewhere even says not for sale on it somewhere on this phone. Well, no, it's on the box at least. It's a big sticker saying not for sale right over the G4. But for what, given that I used a G3, that was kind of, that was pre-release, if you will, and not kind of retail. This is, it is impressive and it's come a lot, quite a long way since the G3. The problem is that as much as I like it, and I really do, and if I had the leather version, I could probably tell you I'd be feeling completely different to the point where the leather would have just sealed me because the leather is that beautiful. But this just doesn't, the, at least the, the kind of the titanium finish just doesn't feel as premium as it should do. I, and that there is a problem. I, I heard that a couple of times, yeah. And um, I remember um, Marco from Phone Dog and, and Dom Esposito, they had the same exact feeling that the brushed plastic of the G3 felt so much better. Um, <laughs> I uh, I wanted to ask Feisty and, and Joe. Um, Feisty, we haven't heard from you in a bit. I'm so sorry for that. Um, the Have you seen the, the G4 review or have you been following like the, the releases of the G4 uh, over the last couple of days? Yes, I have. Yeah. Not extensively, but but enough to to know the basics. Um, How do you feel about it? Uh, it, it it's tough. I I like LG as as a company, and and I like what they've done with phones in the past specifically. Um, but this uh, the G the G line, if you will, the G two, the G three specifically for me, uh, it, it didn't fit in my hand very well. So uh, mm. I mean, I've yet to pick up the G four, and I won't make any true judgments until I do so, uh, but I'm expecting that it's just going to have that same kind of slip and slide feeling to it, and it's uh, certainly yeah. leather would help that out, but, uh, you know, they're plastics to me, just, uh, I keep dropping LG phones, and I pretty much don't drop any other phones, it just, I don't know why it doesn't <laughs> quite fit in my hand, and it's slippery, it just, just doesn't work. Uh, another thing for me is that 
I think the size of these phones, I mean, this is a, the G4 is 5.5 inch, correct me if I'm wrong. I've got a lot of tablets. I've got 7, 8, 9, 10, 10.6. You know, I've got all the sizes of tablets, specifically two 7-inch tablets. But, I mean, a 5.5-inch phone, to me, is just it's too big. I don't want anything more than just a 5-incher, just because I've got the tablets already. I mean, that's another discussion, obviously. But, uh... but you know what? I agree with you, and I think that's the reason why I wouldn't run out and buy a G4 right away. Um, because I used this for the past week, this G4, and then just last night I picked up my S6 Edge and I was like, oh man, where has this been all my whole life? Like, Because <laughs> it just feels perfect, you know? And, and I, I do think that the G2 probably was that sweet spot um, and it just it had the, the unique button layout and made it look distinctive, but it was just the right size. And um, LG is like, no, big screens, big screens all day. And... Um, there are times, beautiful screens, yeah, yes, but yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. There, be, there are times when it's beautiful and it's so much fun to use and playing games on it, watching YouTube, Netflix, Hulu, all that stuff. And then when I pick it up in the car while I'm driving, trying to like like respond to something or look at what notification I have, I just feel like I'm gonna die because it's like the hand gymnastics are just uh, like like they're not too bad, but it's not something you want to do in certain situations. Just on that though, I think that. They've made the handset not... It's probably... I mean, 5.5 inches is huge, let's be honest. Like, for a standard, it, it's kind of phablet versus uh, phone kind of thing. In in man in a man versus food style kind of thing. But, as much as I agree, kind of get what you were saying, Feisty, I actually think that size-wise, this, the G4 is an example of a 5.5 inch that is usable in one hand. Because... You get the like you get other five point five inches phones that are just way like that. People have gone, oh, we're going to go big screen, but you know what? We're going to throw loads of bezels on there and go as like as big a device as we can. <laughs> Sony. This is probably the only one that I could comfortably use in one hand, despite the fact it's five point five inches. So I think LG deserves some credit for being able to kind of make the handset user friendly and kind of one hand friendly ish, despite the fact it's five point five inches, because not many people can do that. And no one really has apart from this. Good, that's good. exciting to hear. Yeah, I can't wait to put one in hand then. Yeah, it'll be I, good. I think I kind of agree there. Yeah, um, it's that curve. That curve is nice and subtle. You know, it's like it's very, uh, it's very Motorola esque for them to put this type of curve on here for ergonomics rather than just for like the sake of having a curve. You know. Um, all right, Joe, how do you feel? Our, our resident HTC One M9 lover, how do you, uh, <laughs> how do you feel about the G4? <laughs> you know, it was oh the thing that. Uh, made me the most curious is how like and it was obviously a big launch in it you know it got a bunch of coverage from you know people like us but I haven't seen like you know in, on social media stuff I haven't seen the same kind of buzz about it that I've seen with the HTC One M9 and the uh, the Galaxy S6 and it, it actually makes me curious because like the phone seems like a home run you know removable back uh, external storage huge battery big screen you know distinctive style um I do uh, I, a small little bit of a criticism on your review there, Josh. Uh, under your pros, you put like feels less bloated, and then under cons, you put still feels bloated. Oh, and <laughs> I'm trying to remember what language I was trying to use there. Like, like I, I think I put the word almost in there, though. Almost feels yeah. less bloated. Because the reason yeah. why is because it feels so smooth, and, and this is something that LG UX oh, hasn't I, really felt like. 
I understood what you meant. You know, it's like, you know, there's still a bunch of bloatware there, but it feels less bloated than it did last year. It's just something we uh, brought up in the Slack chat the other day and we were laugh- having a laugh at you. About it. <laughs> but, I also I mean, wanted to clear something up on my review, but I'll do that after you're done, Joe. But I, it seems like a really solid phone to me. I can't imagine, uh, uh, I, unless you, you know, you're like feisty and you have, you know, little tiny hands. Uh, I can't imagine a reason why this isn't, you know, uh, among the best, maybe top two, top three phones that are going. It's going to be released this year. And the thing is, is like you know, the G3 was the same way last year, and the G2 was the same way the year before that. You know, exactly what point do we start like taking LG's launch events with the same kind of, you know, excitement that everybody has for the One M9 and you know the Galaxy S6 events? And it's just, I don't know. It's just it's. It, I mean, obviously it's not us. We we covered the hell out of it, but. You know, just like from like an uh, an audience perspective, like I just don't see people being excited about it, and I don't know why because it seems yeah, like a really good I phone. Think, I think it's because LG announced pretty much at least fifty percent of the phone before it. So others like Samsung, HTC tease stuff, and they do really nice teasers. Let's be honest. I mean, touching on your social media thing, HTC probably has the best social media out of the big manufacturers because samsung doesn't do a lot of it doesn't really do much lg does nothing but htc is quite active with the whole one was it one life m9 life one m9 life or something like whatever that, the hashtag yeah. is i never engage yeah. with the hashtags but i know what you're talking about and they've i mean they've got the elevate as well and they then they really kind of promote they've got people and fanboys to promote help promote it with lg i mean with samsung everyone takes it because mm, S5 aside, you can be sure that the next Samsung device is pretty going to have something cool on it. The S5 was just a whole lot of crap. <laughs> but and I I used it for 6 months and I'm telling you that. So I speak purely out of like my experience. The G4, I don't think they really did enough. They they announced chunks of it before and that was it. And now they what they should have done is teased it and done like subtle teasers. I mean even before the S6 Edge, Samsung had before MWC, Samsung had everyone talking about that teaser. That teaser, we all know which teaser I'm talking about. The one with the, that was black with just the faint outline of the bezel of the edge. Sex appeal. And it had the sex appeal. There you go. Right there. And you've, and but. So you're saying nothing, that the LG no, uh, like, G4 is an unattractive phone. Is it the fat phone that the skinny phones take pictures next to to make themselves look even skinnier? <laughs> is that what we're going on here? It's, 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 a, it's really it's nice. It's a really nice phone, you know. But the, the I, I think I think what we're trying to get at here, and I think it's a combination of yes, this phone came out after the other big two, but also like LG just doesn't have the marketing budget, you know, and they're probably the the most laid back when it comes to social media and marketing and whatnot. HTC tries really hard. I mean, they had the freaking uh, celebrities trying to market the hell out of it, and then so social media and then samsung like uh, just one quick note that commercial i keep seeing on on tv where there's that guy doing that perspective unboxing of the s6 uh or the s6 edge why is his name josh like i wonder <laughs> i wonder if samsung did that on purpose just to be honest but anyway i think you should send him a letter going i want royal <laughs> right every time you use a name i know josh. it's a white guy it, but it, i want royalty <laughs> way better if his name was josh v like hey i'm josh v Right, and then Died he starts, par- and then he starts parkouring, and and like, <laughs> what is going on here? And then you know, it's just, it's just funny. And um, but anyway, it, it does come down to marketing, and I don't think, I don't think LG has that kind of power when it comes to marketing. And this is a phone that, if you look at it, 
then you will realize it's a great phone. It's probably the best alternative for a unique slash feature-filled device out there. That's why it is on par with the S6 and the S6 Edge, especially since those two phones don't have those two main features, the removable battery and the expandable storage. But the thing is, you have to make your own effort to find it, and LG is not going to shove it in your face. That's their mistake. I mean, what they really should have done is hired a social media expert to plug the crap out of it on social media. And I mean, they've got the G4 preview hashtag going on. They're going to give it to 4,000 people around the world before it goes on sale. And that's a unique effort. And I mean, I got talking to the head of marketing at LG UK. I know the guy quite well when I was there at the launch. And he was just like, we can't do... And I I am just kind of ad-libbing off the top of my head. I can't remember word for word what he said, but the gist of it was they can't use the same marketing methods as others because they don't have the money to put behind it. Which A, I mean, they um, I reckon they should have a bigger marketing budget than someone like HTC does. True. Because they're a bigger company. They, They really should. If they don't, then they've really got to ask why. But what I would hope to see from them is real kind of, not not just, oh, let's throw stuff out, stick it throw stuff at a wall and see what sticks, but a real deep understanding of something like social media and how it best applies to them, how they can turn the G4 into like, into, into the most sought after phone on social media. If it's just going on Instagram and Instagramming the crap out of loads of places around the world with a G4 using the LG G4 hashtag, that is all you need to do to get loads of people on Instagram. Loving the camera is take pictures of amazing things. It's not that difficult. I mean, I'm, I've never been to Korea, but I'm sure there's some interesting stuff in Korea. And they've got people all around the world. They've got offices all around the world. All you've got to do is have, say, 10 offices or 20 offices, each posting one picture from their relevant city, captured on the G4 once a day, once every two days. And all you're going to see is G4 pictures coming up. And all of a sudden, wow, it's kind of like, oh, I didn't realize the camera was that good. And that instantly is one of the selling points because the camera is one of the selling points of the G4. Yeah. But instead, it's just like, uh, well, here's a great phone. But you know what? If you don't want it, don't worry about it. We're not going to throw that. <laughs> Josh, it's like, if you don't want to buy it, please don't worry about it. We, we, it's just not a problem. Whereas, honestly, if I was them, I'd be like, what are you doing? Like, you come to see my phone. I doubt you best be buying this damn thing. Yeah. You know Look I mean? at it. Look at it. <laughs> be a man. Do we know about LG markets at home versus abroad? I mean, we're talking about North America, UK and stuff, but uh, do you think they're marketing in Korea and, and closer in there, uh, you know, the Asian markets? Do you think maybe they're doing a little bit stronger? Oh, I, I, I certainly do. But, but there's another fact about if you're going to talk about home marketing is that they have a much larger line of phones in Korea and much more unique phones in Korea than they do here in the West. <clears throat> and in the West, we pretty much know about this one, the G Flex, and that's about it. And then we see all these like articles and these these pictures of like these unique, colorful, super cartoony, super Asian phones out in Korea. So of course they have a huge foothold out there. Um, but over here, they just kind of don't put that much. Like they're everyone's trying to go for this like Westernized, like look at this sleek phone, executive leather, all this stuff. Um, you know the G3 uh, commercials that I saw for so for so long after the G3 launched. Um, you know those kinds of advertisements are fine. They were just everywhere, and maybe they could do that with this phone, and maybe some people will will, will take notice with that. Um, but I don't know. Like, um, it's not going to be the phone that everyone talks about, and that is a shame. So that's 
I agree with you there, Narav. Uh, I think, I think one just kind of kind of summing up my point about LG. The biggest problem they've got is, and I think this is, applies to a lot of companies, is brand perception. Now, Samsung have done really well because the Galaxy range has been like, it's blown up. And people will forget about the really, really, really crap Samsungs that they used to produce. And I mean the really crap ones. I used to work in retail selling them. And trust me, when I say really crap, they were really, really crap. <laughs> HTC has a brand perception, but people love them. The problem is, and I know this because having, again, sold to people, is having without the marketing to throw the product and all the benefits down someone and ram it down someone's throat quite literally and physically you go to someone and go oh look here's an amazing g lg g4 oh no i don't want an lg oh here's a samsung yeah doesn't matter it could be a samsung a 20 pound samsung that's being sold for 500 quid but oh it's a samsung galaxy oh it must be amazing because <laughs> it's the brand awareness and perception yes. And that's LG's biggest problem, is changing that brand perception. And that's what the likes of like HTC have had to do. Yeah, exactly. When they were going away from the really bad devices of the past and kind of the one range helped do that. And same with Samsung, because before the, I think probably before the S2, uh, they were nowhere. Yeah, for sure. Um, Hashtag, we don't suck. There you go. That's LG's LG's (laughs) new uh, brand slogan. We don't suck, we promise. (laughs) And it's it's um, it'll be interesting to see what happens for the rest of the year because you know like these are we're 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 coming up on the halfway point of the year usually marked off by Google I/O and yeah we have we have the we have pretty much three of the biggest releases already out and whatever's whatever's going to happen later in the year I mean obviously we have the Note Four but that's still Samsung I mean Note Five and the, but that's still Samsung and Sony and then we'll see what else comes out. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to make a point uh, real quick about the battery life section in my review. People like Dom Esposito was was and I were talking about this and he was ranting for a little bit that this whole this whole thing about screen on time <laughs> as a way of of measuring battery life is just crazy. I've been reading the Reddit posts and the YouTube comments and they're all pretty much giving me slack for saying that three hours of battery three hours of screen on time is bad for battery life Narav, how much battery life are you getting on there how do you feel about the battery i've i'll be honest and i i've got to be completely frank about this i've had this uh i got this on wednesday afternoon so i've had this no more than a day and a half two days tops so uh let's let me let me look at this example today i've used the phone a little bit today and i'm just going to use this because it's the only only thing i've actually got to kind of uh kind of reference today i've used it Oh no! It's the last time I charged this was twenty-seven hours ago, and my screen on time is one hour and twelve okay, minutes there. so far. I love that you put it that way because who out there? And Dom, this is what Dom told me: is like this whole screen on time thing is kind of weird because you know if if your phone is able to make it from point A to at night point B without dying and without you being worried that you need an external battery or a plug then that should be what matters. And depending on screen on time is not the problem of the phone. It's a problem of what your lifestyle is. Like, are you, are you, on, your, well, are you on your phone for hours on end during a day that you need five plus hours of screen on time? When in reality, if you're able to go through your normal day 
uh, and get to the end of the day with, let's say, still 20% at the very least, then that's actually pretty good. Like that, that'll, that'll serve your needs. And for me, three hours of screen on time for about 16 to 20 hours of total time in one day, that's to me pretty good because those three hours are the three hours that I used the phone. The rest of the time, it was able to, 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 to still remain. So, so that was my thing. Let me kind of pick up on that because I actually had this, it must have been like a three-hour conversation with someone the other day, debating, they're not on Twitter or anything, but it was debating the same thing. And my point of view on this, and this is where I say that the Galaxy S6 battery is fine, and people are like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, you're full of rubbish and full of crap and all of that. And I'm like, well, I do know what I'm talking about. Because I think back to, how what, two years ago when I was working retail, the whole point is... Like, we, we're kind of power users. We sit there and power on our phone all day. And then you get business users who do the same apart from when they're in meetings. But average Joe, who makes up maybe 90%, and I don't mean Joseph Hindi, but I mean just general Joe. Not, not Joe. Um, <laughs> That's the second week in a row someone has said average. that to me. <laughs> you're certainly not average, I'll tell you that much. You've got to be careful there. Joe was in the army. I don't think he was a general, though. Nope. Oh, general no. Joe, oh, you know. There we go. Yeah. General, General Joe. Joe. <laughs> um, but then, going and going on, what does what does Joe average Joe blogs do on their phone? And the point is, you get up in the morning, say, this is my case of this is what I would say that seventy five percent of people do, but the timings might be wrong. You get up at say six thirty in the morning, and if you work in, you've got to spend an hour traveling to work. So in the morning, you're not you might spend half an hour on your phone checking your updates or whatever. Then you're on the train, maybe spending half an hour on the train, listening to music, watching a film, reading a book, doing whatever. You get to work and that's it. And I'm sorry, if you're sitting at work and you spend five hours or you need three hours screen on time between, say, nine and six when you're at work, your boss should fire. (laughs) Because let's be frank, you're clearly not doing any bloody work. Yeah. Then the cycle repeats itself. So when you get to work, you maybe had an hour, hour and a half usage. You then at lunch might use it for another half an hour because if you spend the whole hour lunch break on your phone, you clearly haven't eaten anything and you're probably going to waste away and collapse by the end of the day. Or at least if you're me, because I need my lunch and stuff. Um, (laughs) Then you get to the end of the day and you're like, right, I'm going to come home, etc. Or you go out. The point is, Josh, you're right. Three hours, three and a half hours screen on time. If you can achieve that off, say... Eight, I, I calculate here, 6.30 in the morning till... If you're waking up at 6.30 in the morning every day, chances are you're in bed and sleeping by 11.30 midnight. So I count that as 18 to 19, so between 18 and 20 hours. Average use case, and this is what people will say when they say it can last a whole day. Manufacturers don't think midnight to midnight, because if you're up midnight to midnight, you'll be like me on the podcast two weeks, going an absolute freaking zombie and no <laughs> idea what you actually say. And on a side topic, complete tangent, someone asked me what I said on the podcast and I really couldn't remember. So I just made it up. (laughs) And then I got proven wrong. But the whole point is 18 to 20 hours. If a phone lasts you from 18 to 20 hours usage with, say, three to four hours screen on time, that's it. That's what the phone, that's what a smartphone is designed to do for average consumers. Now, if you're a power user who spends their life and your job is on social media and all you do is do social media off your phone, A, get on your laptop because I guarantee it'll be a lot easier. And B, then clearly it's not going to last you 18 hours because if you can get 18 hours screen on time, I want to know what phone you're using because <laughs> it's probably got like six-day battery life. Yeah, And you're probably using something like a 5146, like an old Nokia or something, and using mobile web or something. But that's the whole point. You've kind of hit the nail on the head. If you can hit three to four hours screen on time of 18 to 20 hours usage, 
you are this is this is what a smartphone is designed to do. Yeah. Not spend ten hours screen on time because what's the point? You're you're kind of picking at straws to find a fault, and if you're doing that, then you're a very sad person. Yeah, on the on the Samsung review, I said that a guy close to three hours screen on time, but that was only <coughs> like a twelve hour day. Like if I woke up at eleven and slept at eleven, then that was what my usage was. So that's when I said it was pretty average. That's pretty average battery life. This this G4 on the other hand gets three hours, but I had like sixteen hours worth of worth of a day, and I thought that was pretty great. So that's good battery life for me. Yeah, so yeah, that, that would suit me perfectly in my average. Day. Yeah, do you, uh, Feisty and, and Joe, do you guys? I almost said Hindi. <laughs> Feisty and Joe, do you guys? Uh, do you guys agree? Like, like, how do you measure your battery life in that case? Um, you, you can call me Hendy. You know, that's okay. I don't mind. Um, I don't know why you're like, oh, I almost called you, you Hendy. Like, well, because you're the only one that freaking, I, It's my freaking name. <laughs> you're like the only one who I don't really... You're almost the only one who I don't like name via last... You know, like like name via your last name or anything. Because yeah, we've got okay. Feisty, Grushy, and your name already ends with Y. So now I'm realizing, well, how come I don't do that? Hindi. <laughs> yeah. Hindi. Hindi E over there. And we call yeah, you Fergie, dude. <laughs> they almost Darcy used to call me that actually. He used to call me Vergie Verg. It, it, it's like a mixture Vergie between Vergie. like Fergie and The Verge. So I don't know how I'd feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So okay. Yeah. Go, um, go on ahead. Uh, I, and I, and I know it, we're going a little long with the show, but I, I wanted to make sure we got this point out there. So sorry. Um, guys. battery life. Like I think that there's a huge disconnect between what people remember about cell phone battery life and what battery life is today. Because like back in the day, you know, like oh yeah, my cell phone, you know, lasted for a week between charges. Like, <laughs> what did you do on it? For that whole week, you made a few phone calls, you sent a few text messages, but what did you do? You didn't do anything. So I challenge anybody to do that. If they don't think that their phone battery is any good, uh, turn off mobile data entirely. Turn off all syncing to all services, period. And do absolutely nothing but make phone calls and send text messages on your phone. And tell me how long the battery lasts. Because I've been doing that, you know, for a while now with my Nexus 5 because I don't, you know, do anything on it really so if i turn off mobile data and turn off all the syncing the nexus 5 can sit there and do nothing for six or seven days before it runs out of battery the people need to realize like cell phone usage or smartphone usage is not like cell phone usage it is more like computer usage where you're always online you know doing stuff playing games all of that stuff you know not only takes up battery life when it's dragging data down from you know the towers but it's also using CPU, especially with gaming. So people are like, well, I want six hours of screen on time so I can play Clash of Clans for six straight hours. What? Like, you know, that's that's not possible with today's technology. You're never going to get something like that because that's not how, you know, that's not how cell phones are supposed to be used, but that's how we try to use them. And then we turn around and say, well, the battery life really sucks because I'm using it wrong. It'd be like if somebody like, took their car and started driving in the grass and then complained that the shock sucked because it was a bouncy ride. <laughs> like, you know, like, and, and then like in the, you just sit there, you get to sit in the passenger seat and you're looking at him like, you're doing it wrong. And, and that's the way that it really is. Like people are doing, uh, you guys pretty much have hit the nail on the head. They are, do, the, the perception of cell phone battery life today is wrong. And it's 100% wrong because, you know, if you used it to just make the phone calls and just send the text messages, then your phone's going to last exactly as long as your old Nokia did. Just 
on top of those two things, you also surf three different social media sites and play Candy Crush or Clash of Clans or some other game that takes up a bunch of stuff. Then you have the weather data syncing on top of that. And if you didn't dis uh, disable location services, then pretty much every app I just mentioned wants to know where you are every 30 minutes all day long. And then on top of all of that stuff, you have the, the under apps, the apps that you have, but you don't really use that often, but still turn on every now and again. Like, um, like I have Amazon MP3 on this phone. I don't know why. Uh, I think it was just some bloatware, but it took up 1% of my battery today. I don't know mm. why. I don't, <laughs> I've never opened it. I don't know why it opened, but then, you know, you have, you know, those other apps that are on there that are going to run and have processes in the background. Like SwiftKey runs all day long. Do you guys know that? SwiftKey never closes. Yeah, it, it runs in a process. I, I know that, yeah. and it's 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 frustrating. It's been in. Uh, there was one point when I was I can't remember what I was doing, but I was spent a lot of the day typing, and I realized by the end of the day, screen was number one, SwiftKey was number two. Yeah, <laughs> it, and I'm it, like, it, say what? It, How did that take ten percent of my battery? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it me? runs in a separate process, and that's the thing that people don't really think about very often is that not only are you using your screen and you know your speakers and you know your mobile data and phone calls and text messages but you've also got like two or three dozen processes that are always running in the background that are always pinging your location and dragging more data down and that's you know that's really the difference between the old Nokia and today's smartphone is that extra stuff that you have to do so to me you know if i can go from waking up to going to bed regardless of the screen on time regardless of what i did that day if i can wake up use my phone all you know and then go to bed and my phone hasn't died that's a good battery life day for me thank you i'm i'm probably saying that as, as long as i'm as long as it lasts for whilst i'm out the house because i do use my phone quite a bit and i'm willing to admit that if i can leave my house in the morning and when i used to work for a living and yeah and you know more than I do now, and then having to actually go to an office and all of that, and then I get home and it's still got charge. I'm a happy man. Yeah. And I think you kind of the point is that everyone's perception of battery life will be different. For me, battery life is that. For some people, battery life is getting from midnight to midnight, and they're going to complain because no smartphone in the world will ever do that with the amount they use their phone. People, you kind of Joe, you've said it right. You don't realize that actually you've got shed loads of stuff running that you have no idea about. Yeah, for sure. How about how about you, Feisty? We'll go ahead and end on this on this uh, on this note here. All right. Uh, you know, I thought I had a unique look at at devices here. You know, pretty much in my world, if the device isn't in my hand and it's not full, then it's on a charger. You know, with if it's bedside table, the desk, you know, the living room, it, pretty much every room in my house, I've got enough USB cables and chargers set up that I can charge anything anywhere. <coughs> I don't, I, Obviously, that's not available for everybody. If you work on the road or whatnot, you, you don't have power outlets. But uh, but if you're an office worker, there is no excuse not to, to plug in. Cables are cheap. I go to Monoprice, they're two bucks. Get a dozen of them. You know, so all of my devices, I pretty much keep them fully charged all the time. I'll unplug them. I use them. You know, you burn the battery a little bit, you plug it back in. Um, it, it's almost rare for me to go a full day without charging, like, like you know, your your daily driver phone, for example. Uh, so, you know, sit in the car, it goes in the dock, it's charging. Is this bad for long-term battery life? Sure, but you're still going to get a couple years out of the device, and, uh, you know, are you still going to have it in two years anyways? Or are you going to upgrade to the next phone anyways? So, that's kind of it for me, is... That is really yes, I like to test the devices and see what kind of battery life they get, and, and 
you know, on screen is obviously important because that's when you're using it. But yeah. find a charger. Just just have chargers around. They're cheap. And dude, it's almost like a become... laptop, dude. You use it like a laptop. Yeah. yeah. And take it off the yeah. charger when it's needed. Put it right the hell back on there when you're done with it. That's pretty cool. I never thought of using it like that. And it's important to find those apps that are, you know, rogue apps that truly are eating battery. You don't need that. It's extra stress on your machine that isn't necessary. But for the most part... I do not subscribe to locking the machine down to save juice. I want, you know, give me full power. Just let's do this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so just to sort of end on that note, just to paraphrase kind of what Dom was saying, like um, to anyone out there who's asking, like, how do I get better battery life on this phone? Like kind of like what Dom said, he was like, uh, go outside. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, but the way that I was going to say it was like, if, if you if you need four and a half hours screen on time, for your smartphone you should probably talk to your girlfriend more like you should probably you should probably be talking to your significant other a little bit more don't have that phone on during dinner don't 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 like like i still get really i get really antsy when i like i when i when i sort of step outside of myself and realize that my girlfriend and i are at like a restaurant and we're both on our phones and i'm like wait a minute <laughs> like it doesn't happen often at all but like that's what i'm thinking in my head is like if you need that much screen on time and you need that phone to really last for that long you probably need to stop using it as that much you know um but yeah i just wanted to make sure to get that point out there because i saw a lot of comments about it and a few people were like oh but but like a year ago we uh, two years ago we had 4.5 hours of, of screen on time i'm like where show me show me that phone that like, did that no they didn't and the thing is, is what happens is people get like root access and then they turn everything off and then their phone does spectacularly because like yeah. you know when you fresh install a rom those services haven't opened up yet you know, like that first few days, your phone is still kind of setting itself up underneath and it's not doing anything. And then you're like, oh yeah, I forgot to sign into Twitter. Now Twitter process is running 24-7. Oh, I forgot to sign into Google+. Plus. Now Google+, Plus is running 24-7. And if you're dumb enough to enable the, um, the auto upload of photos and videos over mobile yeah first of all if you're that dumb like i'm sorry like, i don't mean any offense by this but you should probably look at yourself in the mirror slap yourself across the face and say bad person as a bad person <laughs> auto i take offense to this joe I, I have mine set up i have videos off videos over wi-fi only but well I, honestly i my think pictures going I, I think it's super useful as a thing but i think our argument here is that if you're complaining about battery life you got to look at why you know and that's yeah, one of it's, them it's, you know it's, it's really important to figure out exactly what your device is doing that's something that most people don't do and that's why i don't really engage too much in battery life conversations like i'll post mine every now and again but i know exactly what's eating my battery and why um i can't explain it but i know i know that facebook runs a process that you know opens up my mobile radio for 25 minutes a day and stays awake for you know four hours at a time i don't know why it does it but i know that it does it and that's i, I know where my battery life is going so that god forbid if anyone drives by your house their phone will go joe is nearby <laughs> i have that setting disabled on the website like i don't even oh got it <laughs> yeah it's like i don't oh, uh, it's frustrating but that, that that 
is a topic for a different podcast, I think. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see where our topic goes for next week. Uh, Grushy, uh, just want to give one quick shout out to him. Hopefully he's having a good time with his son. Uh, thank you for being on the show, Grushy, still. And uh, and he had to duck out a little bit early, but he still was able to put our poll out and get us a great topic for today. Thank you guys very much, Joe, John, and Naraf, um, for, for being on. It was a nice and spirited podcast. We talked about Android M, the speculation behind it, but I wanted to make sure we talked about the G4. Um, so that was uh, the FDP for this week. Make sure you stay tuned to Android Authority for all of the best coverage. You just put out that LG G4 review, so make sure you check that out. Check out uh, all of the content from our colleagues. Everyone here on the podcast makes some great stuff, not only for the YouTube channel, but of course for AndroidAuthority.com um, and uh, Joe's app videos, among the best on YouTube, hands down. That's why he's our app guy. And um, yeah, uh, keep listening to the FDP. We'll have you there uh, next week. Uh, we don't know who's going to be on, but if we have this particular panel on, that'd be that'd be perfect. I like this early recording schedule, honestly, and I'm sure Nirav is very happy about it. <laughs> oh, I'm like, this is this is perfect because I'm actually kind of like not falling asleep yeah. after five. He's minutes. rather Brilliant. rather than half aware, right? <laughs> the only thing, that... yeah, other than like, what was it last time? Like quarter to six o'clock in oh the morning God. by the time, or six a.m. when we finished, and I'd been up like twenty two hours, and I was. A zombie to the point where I kind of fell asleep. I feel I'm I, at, my, at my chair at my desk. I simultaneously feel very bad for that, but also eternally grateful to you for that. <laughs> no, it's fine. I enjoyed it. Like to be honest, it was brilliant. It was it was actually a lot of fun because it was so late in the morning, and I could if I when I completely screwed up as I usually do on most podcasts, I could just blame the fact I was tired. <laughs> it gave me the perfect fallout excuse. It was amazing. Uh, you know, you're, you... you're really not part of Android Authority until you look at the clock and go, damn, what time is it? Oh, <laughs> shit, I got to go to bed. <laughs> That's true. Oh, no, I've done that before. The, you know what the funny thing was? I fell asleep. I end up, I sent, um, I think by the time I actually fell asleep, it was about half eight in the morning and I was up again two and a half hours later as if I'd had an eight hour sleep. It was brilliant. <laughs> nice. It's like a, it's like a long night of drinking. You wake up early for some reason and then, uh, oh. <laughs> It's a Friday night, man. Long night of drinking. Because you're right. too hungover to sleep. You're like, I feel like crap so bad. I have to wake up and deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, um, again, thank you guys very much, and uh, thank God we still have like the whole day ahead of us. That's what I, that's what I love about this uh, this timing right now. But in any case, uh, keep listening to the FDP all over social. Well, not social. All over the different podcast networks. Um, the the SoundCloud is actually going to open up. I'll have a link for it in the post at AndroidAuthority.com. This episode and our first episode are going to be uploaded to there and i'm going to keep doing that in the cycle for now uh and we have stitcher pocket cast itunes and then of course the youtube side of things i i, I want to try to put like some extra clips at the beginning like i did last week just to give the youtube version some weight uh but if there aren't any you're still able to go to youtube and listen to it there if you're not a big podcaster anyway uh that should do it for our episode this week guys as always our outro uh keep it tuned here for all the best because android authority is your source for all things android 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 <laughs> oh oh android oh <laughs> android oh, <yeah. laughs> all right we kind of failed though